Hi, it's Michael and David here presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for the current challenges and also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week with David Gregory, CEO of the Small Business Mentoring Service, we'll interview a different small business expert or a fellow business owner and operator. And they're going to share their best tips and insights for you, the listener. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Thanks also to our supporters, Kerr Capital and the Small Business Mentoring Service. Intellectual property. It's the foundation stone for a lot of very successful new and innovative businesses, but there are areas for existing businesses to make better use of intellectual property. Lots of questions. What do I protect? How do I protect it? How much will it cost? On today's episode, we have Rob Pierce. He's CEO of one of Australia's largest intellectual property specialists, Ray's. We're going to have a chat to him about what really is intellectual property, how to protect it. And Rob's going to give us some practical insights and tips on dealing with your intellectual property in today's discussion. So, uh, welcome, Rob. Uh, Rob, could you give uh, us a bit of an overview of uh, who you are, what you do, and and the organisation? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, thanks, David. So, yeah, my name's Rob Pierce. I'm the CEO of Raise. Rays are one of Australia's largest IP or intellectual property specialists, uh, traditionally patent and trademark attorneys, but that now covers commercialization experts, IP lawyers, litigators. Um, personally, I'm an accountant initially, um, started at Rays about eight years ago as CFO. Um, I have a background in small, medium and large business. Um, And rather than being a professional like many of the people I lead, or certainly an IP professional, I I think I bat more for the client side, which um, helps our people understand some of the trials and tribulations that that are going on in in small and medium business. Well, that's that's very much what we're all about, isn't it? Uh, Batting for the smaller yeah, yeah, small business banter is exactly that, Rob. So we're we're, we're talking the same language. Um, just to get on a bit of a roll and to um, uh, to put in everyday terms what intellectual property is or could be, so that um, I, I'm not sure if you know if everybody has a clear understanding of what it is and what it could be. Could you just talk about what is typically intellectual property to, yeah, to sure. get us started? Before I took this role, IP to me was uh, intellectual. It was um, internet protocol. So (laughs) IP is intellectual property. And and look at the highest level, there's probably two main forms. So there's registered, which is is probably what firms such as mine are are interested in. And then there's unregistered. So 
registered IP would take the form of a patent, of a trademark, um, of a design, or even plant breeders' rights. Um, but unregistered, so copyright, confidential information, trade secrets, if you're fortunate enough to be able to, to keep a, a trade secret a secret, um, and, and know-how. Now, it's very, very, very important, and I'm not just saying that from um, an intellectual property um, background. It's if, if I could say to you, would you like a sustainable competitive advantage over your peers, I'm, I'm sure you'd say, yes, please. Um, and and having, having registered or unregistered IP, providing it's protected and it's safe and it's yours, you could use it as a promotional tool. It gives you some bargaining rights. It's a risk mitigation tool. If you're out for investment, it would give investors confidence. It potentially gives you something to sell, to license, but but most importantly, to exploit for, for your benefit. So, so uh, from from a an overarching perspective, what uh, how do I protect my IP? What can you protect, and what can't you protect? <laughs> Big question. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> thanks. So, um, <laughs> l- 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 let me take that a. a Distill that down a little, shall I? So can you protect it? Certainly, of course you can, but but there are tests. So is it in use already? So your brand or, or your idea that you would like to protect, is it in use already, registered or not? In the case of, say, a patent or, or an invention, is it novel? Is it actually inventive what you have, have spent hours years developing. Um, Unfortunately, occasionally, we see that people have invested blood, sweat and tears in ideas that they believe to be novel and inventive to find out when they come to the registration point that unfortunately somebody got there first and and is already using that idea or a variation of. and, and that's called prior art is what our, our professionals would, would look to. Now, you may have inadvertently um, shared that prior art by talking about your invention or giving a demonstration of it publicly, um, which would unfortunately mean that that disclosed information would make your, your patent potentially unregisterable. But it's not just all about patents, there are trademarks, and, and certainly for smaller entities, trademarks is often the most accessible, can be inexpensive way of securing some IP rights for your business. Now, I, I think you said, should I protect IP? Well, look, you could register a trademark potentially in Australia for, for less than $1,000 subject to how many goods and services you, you want to attach to that. And, and I, I can delve into that a little bit more later if you wish. But, you know, would you like competitive advantage? So do you want to sell a business? Do you want to license a product? It, it kind of depends on what your longer term strategy is. And all businesses of all sizes have a strategy and they have an understanding of how and where they want to operate. 
So you should have an IP strategy just as you have an IP uh, a strategy for your people or for your your Marketing bricks and mortar. Yeah, Ex- exactly right. Mm. So so one one part of your IP strategy could be to do nothing, and that's absolutely fine if that is your decision based on the fact that that you have you've identified some IP. Importantly, you've captured the IP. If at that point you believe that you can keep it a secret or you don't need to register it, then wonderful. You know, there's the KFC, the Colonel's <laughs> famous uh, ingredient, or there's the, the Coca-Cola um, ingredient. So it's in those cases, those secret recipes are written down somewhere and stored securely, and that's about – is that about the extent of it? in terms of not registering pretty much it's a trade secret that's right so of course those businesses have have brands protected and trademarked um and they'll have packaging and um such like will be officially registered but apparently the secret recipe is just <laughs> locked that. away somewhere because uh, with funny. the with the average uh, small business uh, if we if we go across the range the average uh, fish and chip shop that has uh, a a bread crumb that he puts over it that's not worth uh, exploring a registration where if you create a better mousetrap uh, and you're wanting to sell to the world then it uh, it is now uh, when we look at across that range is there is there a point where you look at uh, the degree of sales or or what uh, potential saleability this product has to define whether it is worthy of registration well well y- your your point about the fish and chip shop is a good one so you know, initially, I, I would be um, I would be ensuring that Mr. Fish and Chip Shop owner has at least got a registered trademark for his business name. Yeah. Because if over the years his fish and chip shop has become the best chippy around, and all the poms like <laughs> me go there on a Friday afternoon for their their chippy dinner, <laughs> you know, if if Rob's Fish and Chip Shop. Um, isn't trademarked, for example, and Bob's Fish and Chip Shop sets up around the corner, all of that hard work and blood, sweat and tears that I've put into building Rob's Fish and Chip Shop, you know, I'm giving away some of that intellectual property. I'm giving away some of that competitive advantage. Yeah. Well, maybe it would be better for it to be David's fish and chip shop, and they're nowhere near as good as Rob's. Oh, there's no question of that. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're talking to uh, Rob Pierce, the CEO of Rays. Um, Rob, for um, small business owners who think they're onto something, um, you, I think you've made it clear that they, you know, really need to evaluate the business. Does does this new thing or new way of doing things, you know, potentially create a creative uh, a sustainable advantage for the business. Um, do you could you talk about a couple of um, typical small businesses and and what they've what they've done everyday businesses you know to to evaluate their IP and perhaps you know build a a more sustainable business out of it. 
is there something that could just the listeners could relate to in everyday yeah, I can terms? Give you some potentially a couple of generic ideas. Obviously, I, I need to be fairly uh, cognizant of, of, uh, of the course. market we operate yeah. in. Oh, but. no, we want to pinch all those ideas, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my, my IP management guru would say that there's four key areas that, that we need to be concerned with. So the first is identifying the IP, which I think I touched on a little while ago. If, if you don't identify that IP, it's lost knowledge. But if, if you have identified it, you need to find some way of capturing it. So you know, for an invention, that could be a diagram and some instructions as to how it works and the pertinent elements of it for a, for a, a logo, um, similar, similar sort of thing. Once you've captured it, you then need to make the decision to protect it or not. Now, the importance to your business will dictate whether you decide to invest money in protecting that or not. But if you own a shop um, or a small tool shed or something, you're going to insure that that property and you're going to insure the um, the contents of that property. So it's likely that you should be looking to spend or invest a similar amount of money in mitigating the risk associated with your intellectual property. And then beyond the protection, there's also the management as well. So often you'll need to renew your rights periodically. Your your property may even pivot into something different. Uh, David's uh, comment before about the, the chippy owner in possibly inventing a mousetrap. We see that all the time where a completely separate idea to the core business comes up from some external source, and that then becomes the pivot that the firm goes off to. When we're talking about real-life examples, here in WA, where where I'm based at the moment, the Margaret River region, there's many, many small distillers, brewers, uh, wineries, who can either and have looked to patent some distribution or creation methods that other firms haven't got. But probably most importantly for the smaller entities is the branding. So it's the trademarks, it's the logos, it's the packaging that really distinguishes their business from um, from their nearest competitor. You know, the we referred to the T-shirt you've got on that's from a, a very well-known local um, Perth-based brewer that started off in, in a seaside town in, in Australia, um, in Perth, Australia, ended up being acquired by one of the world's largest brewers. Mm. Yeah, that, that brand is, um, you know, it lives on today. And I, I'm not sure how long ago it started, but it, it it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I think you recognized it pretty much straight away. So <laughs> the value of something that is visual and uh, mean, you know, experientially, you know, lots of um, uh, people visit that place and have had fun times there. So but IP, can I just, uh, uh, yeah, go on, Rob. I was just going to say, IP isn't just for large, established businesses with huge pockets to be able to go and bash the head of its nearest small competitor. It's quite the opposite, actually, and it gives smaller businesses 
an established way to deal with larger entities, to license that IP into those larger entities, to give the larger entities some um, comfort that it is an established and secure business. Rob, Rob, can I just address a couple of uh, or quash a couple of um, uh, potential ideas in the minds of small business? Can a business change a an idea that's run by a, that has been developed by somebody else and say change it by ten percent and therefore be able to uh, register that as something new? How, how much of a difference? Uh, do they have to make before it becomes a registrable, uh, different item? So, the, so the, the, the quotation is it has to be novel and inventive. Now, one patent attorney will be able to capture the terms of how novel and inventive something is from a starting point very differently to how another patent attorney might be able to capture how novel and inventive something is. However, that will go to the governing body, so in our case, IP Australia, and a patent examiner will examine the merits of how inventive or otherwise they believe that to be. And sometimes you'd be surprised at how incremental that innovation might be. On other times, it may need a larger one. I'm sorry that's a, a vague answer, but um, we're not always dealing with specifics. No, no, that's understandable, Rob. Um, I was just um, thinking about um, small business owners out there, some of the resources that you, you could kind of hint at or suggest that they go and access to, um, to help them evaluate the various stages should i have i got some ip is it worth protecting um are there some websites some tools some tips that you could give to the listeners we're going to share them on our smallbusinessbanter.com site afterwards but be worth Look, talking through I, them now we have partnerships with with small business mentoring service with melbourne business network we're partners with Australia Made Campaign, so you can access relevant information there. Um, often you'll be able to speak with a professional if you're aligned to one of those bodies for, for free of charge to help you in that initial assessment. But, you know, IP Australia, our governing body, their website is actually pretty good in, in explaining what is a patent, what is a trademark, what is a design, and, and help you understand the the merits of each of those go on to ray's website we, we've got weekly and fortnightly and quarterly publications there or even link in with me and i'd be happy to point you in the right direction be it ray's or otherwise no that's that's great um one of the things i i do a lot of in my day-to-day business is deal with and, and you talked about this a little earlier um coming up to selling a business the 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 the, the biggest question I get from buyers of businesses is what what's different, unique, competitive? Why am I going to be able to continue to take out of that business the returns they're getting, you know, for a long period of time to make the investment worthwhile? Is that is that in and of itself, you know, a pretty compelling reason to, to thoroughly evaluate your intellectual property, whether it be a process or a, a brand, you know, a, a whatever form of IP? Well, a, a registered and secured brand is is a demonstrable 
competitive advantage to mm. to your peer. You you can fairly clearly show that. But I think more exciting would be if you can demonstrate that you're licensing registered IP over a period of time to um, a, a, a client or, or even a competitor, as the case may be. Yeah. Then then you know that's quantifiable. That's dollars that you can. Um, value at whichever multiple you you choose yeah but it, it, the the point is that you've got something to show in, in the case of a buyer thinking about selling you know you've got something demonstrable to show and and to prove that the business is going to be around for a while exactly look, look we, we we as as business owners as leaders our people are our, often our biggest asset we, we've got cash and investments we've got premises we've got equipment and machinery. Now, we'd have asset registers for our equipment and machinery, for our people. We'd have employment contracts in place, and we'd have their quarterly, potentially their quarterly reviews, et cetera, et cetera. Um, surely we should do the same for our IP. So, you know, please identify and capture it. And you don't necessarily need a professional in place for that. You could go to some of those resources we talked about previously, but at least identify and capture so that you've got something to take to somebody. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. That that requires a perspective on your own business that I think, you know, occasionally or often owners, it, it's hard for them to see what's so different or unique because they're in it every day. And so, you know, having a conversation with somebody else, you know, just to help them point out that this is interesting or different on you. And, uh, but it, it does take, um, uh, when you're working in your business 14 hours a day and you just do what you do, sometimes it's hard to see it as, you know, as anything special because you, you're there at it all the time. Absolutely right. My wife until recently had her own small business. And, you know, when I would poke my nose in and about her cake making and see, you know, where's the IP in this? It would be, I'm too busy. I need to get this cake finished now. Yeah, this brilliant cake. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, yeah, that's great, Rob. Look, we um, unfortunately we we need to uh, to draw this to a close. Um, fantastic conversation and uh, some great insights on some of the you know what IP is and and how it can help business owners. So we encourage business owners to check out smallbusinessbanter.com and we'll have those resources listed. Uh, really appreciate your time and thanks very much. Good luck with Ray's. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care. That was a great chat with uh, Rob Pierce from uh, Ray's IP Lawyers, David, wasn't it? I, look, I thought, uh, as we do, let's um, recap on a couple of things to you know really bring it home for small business owners. And um, I, look, I thought one for me was that um, you know intellectual intellectual property you know can be quite confusing. Uh, he broke it down pretty well to what the, some of the practical things you know IP could be, but. Really um, evaluating it and understanding it is is um, really important for any business to be 
sustainable and competitive. And yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, it's it's also one of the things that I took out of that was that it is part of your business strategy that you shouldn't uh, just be looking at protecting your your um, bricks and mortar or your equipment. You should also be looking at one of your most important assets is is your brand or your IP, your products that uh, you've created. Um, and also reflecting back on on the fact that it is a confusing area. Um, Raise has uh, through Rob uh, have offered to small business banter listeners half hour free. So if anybody wanted to uh, ask a few questions about uh, their IP, they can give Raise a call, and we'll have the phone numbers and uh, web address on the smallbusinessbanter.com website. We will indeed. I think, and I think the point. Uh one of the points he was making there was it's it's not just for big businesses, it's very definitely for small businesses and um, we want all of our small business owner listeners to be successful. So it's not just for the big guys. Yeah, yeah. And also uh, it makes your business more valuable. It gives you something to sell that uh, when you have you working spe- very specifically in the sale of business space, to be able to sell something that's got an established brand would uh, add uh, significantly to the saleability of a business. Yeah, like it, it's um, as we were chatting with Rob, it, it's um, singularly the you know the most important question a potential buyer is going to ask of of a business owner who's selling what you know. Is it going to fall away when you're not there or why am I going to be able to enjoy the, the financial rewards going forward? So, yeah, certainly for owners coming up to that, you know, it, 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 planning stage for selling, any IP that you can document is going to help you do that. But even up and up until that stage, um, you get you very much get the sense that it's, um, you know, it's going to help make your business more profitable anyway along the way or more um you know sustainable because it you, you know you've taken the time to look at what how your business work and what what makes it different and unique and that's good for business now yeah i, I think that's also uh this is a bit of a business 101 mentoring moment that if you're going to uh, establish a brand for your business don't call it michael's fish and chip shop because when you go to sell it you've got to sell it to somebody called Michael <laughs> uh, if you if you establish a brand try to establish a brand that is universal that you can then uh, tie a logo around tie an image around tie a story around that is eminently saleable uh, and whoever comes into it can take over that business yeah absolutely and you know and and, and beyond that two things like just your processes for, for getting your business right they're all things that that distinguish your business and make it more viable. Um, that was a, look, it was a great chat with Rob. As as Dave has just said, the resources we've referred to in this recap and, and in the discussion with Rob will be on smallbusinessbanter.com. So uh, look forward to your ears in future episodes. Just after this interview, I did check out those couple of resources that uh, Rob Pierce from Ray's mentioned. Their company website is wrays.com.au, an excellent resource for small business owners. And then I went on to check ipaustralia.gov.au. Again, some excellent resources. So if you can't wait uh, while you're listening in, uh, check out both those websites. They're really helpful. So that's all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. David and I continue to be inspired by bringing you small business experts and hearing your stories. For any of the links, resources or information we've talked about on the show today or to contact David or I, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com. 
And David and I would love you to tune in at the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter. 